Big D Entertainment, in association with Dipsy Doodle Productions, presents The Dave Holly Hour. Brought to you by Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. The Dave Holly Hour features Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment Conversations. A true lover of arts, entertainment, good food, and fun times, including an occasional Jack Daniels. Okay, so a few Jack Daniels. Here he is, Dave Holly. Welcome, Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment lovers. Only one more show this year before all of us here at the Dave Holly Hour take a two week break from the show. In fact, if you take time off at the end of the year as well, make sure to take in some of the amazing fine arts and performing arts that we have here in our fine city. That uh, talent includes both of today's guests. Coming up in a few minutes, she loves to dance on stage. She also shows others how to dance on stage as a choreographer. She's an actor and a director. She's Rebecca Merriman. Then later in the show, we're visited by Ebenezer Scrooge. Well, we're joined by the man that plays him in A Christmas Carol, Tom Roberts, great actor and author. Plus, we'll tell you who gets this week's honorable mention, as well as draw for another winner of Pizza with a Podcaster. But first, let's pop the cork on this bubbly little show. Time to grab your favorite beverage, lift it high, and toast it to being Thursday, a.k.a. Weekend Eve. Hey, the weekend isn't around the corner. It's here. So long, hump day in your frumpy way. We say hello to Thursdays with opening nights. The weekend is near and we can see the bright lights. Yes, Thursday, you're so hearty. We can't wait for Friday. So a day early, we start the party. Oh, and today we're going to party all together. Yeah, lift up whatever it is you drink and whatever vessel holds that drink and toast it to yourselves, at least if you happen to be a Facebook follower or an Instagram follower. And if you're not, well, go ahead. You can toast with us anyway. But to all of you, we have now hit another milestone. We have eclipsed 700 Facebook followers. You know, we continue to grow in so many ways and always looking to do more for you to have reason to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It's time to pick a lucky winner of pizza with a podcaster. Everyone that follows the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook or Instagram automatically entered to win a free pizza from Sonny's Pizzeria. We draw a winner each week. This week we say congratulations to Eric Miller. We'll be in touch with you, Eric, to get you all set up for some jowl-dropping, show-stopping thin-crust pizza. Pizza with a Podcaster is brought to you by Sonny's Pizzeria right across from USF at 26th and Waltz and Sonny's at 81 on South Phillips. Check out the very fun and incredibly flavorful menu online, sonnyspizzeria.com. Honorable Mention. I see a trend coming here in the Honorable Mention. Usually it's something that has happened during the week that uh, really has excited me. But in this case, it's more some of the things we can't get to. Because I've got so many things that I'm uh, headed to. But one I would love to catch if I had the time. 
and I've done it in the past several times, you should too, the South Dakota Symphony Orchestra, Christmas with the Symphony, Tis the Season, takes place at the Washington Pavilion Saturday night at 7.30 and Sunday afternoon at 2.30. They'll be joined by the Symphony Orchestra. That uh, program always includes a sing-along at the end. Very enjoyable, highly recommended. Speaking of recommendations, I recommend you stick around for some great arts and entertainment conversations. Later in the hour, the amazing actor and author Tom Roberts tells us about playing Scrooge in the upcoming Premier Playhouse production of A Christmas Carol. Coming up next, Rebecca Merriman will be playing one of the March sisters in Goodnight Theater Collective's production of Little Women. She talks about that and her many other talents in the arts on the Dave Holly Hour. Comedy magician and hypnotist Jesse Moffitt's right. He can't play the piano, but he can sure entertain crowds with his amazing magic and clever quips. His shows always make the participants the stars, especially when they've fallen asleep on stage. Uh, I mean, they've been hypnotized. Are you the party planner in your group? Then you owe it to your group to make the event magical, even if it puts you to sleep. Here's how. For booking information, go to Jesse Moffat Entertainment on Facebook. That's J-E-S-S-E. M-O-F-F-I-T-T or call 605-929-0964. Helping women feel empowered and confident is what Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th does while supplying high quality clothing that fits your lifestyle, personality, and price point. Whether you want comfy and cozy, casual attire, or something for a special occasion, Posh provides quality, selection, and value. They carry sizes extra small to 3X and have something appropriate for any age. Feel empowered and get confident. Posh Boutique at the Bridges at 57th. Arts and entertainment lovers, you hit the mark. It's the Dave Holly Hour. Welcome back, everybody. You want me to say it? I know you all know how to say it now. It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. Always a pleasure to have new guests on. How we weren't able to arrange it prior is probably because she has very little time. Because she's always involved in the arts and entertainment. Rebecca Merriman, how are you? I'm doing so well this morning, Dave. Glad to hear that. You know what's uh, crazy about this is uh, I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, where are we even going to start? With talking to Rebecca Merriman about everything that she is involved in, uh, and we'll get to that in just a moment, but I also kind of wanted to put into the introduction that if you haven't seen her on stage, you've probably seen something that she has made happen on stage, whether it's the acting or whether it's the dancing, because she's a great choreographer, she's a dancer herself, she's an actor, uh, she's a director. Anything else? <laughs> did, did we miss anything on the resume? I don't know. That That is a big hunk of my resume for sure. <laughs> <laughs> what came first, acting or directing or Ooh. the dancing? That's a good question. I grew up a dancer. So, okay. um, yeah, I started taking dance lessons when I was pretty young. Um, and my actually my first stage um, performance was I came up with the Girl Scouts and auditioned um, for Cinderella. 
Oh my. And um, I was the only girl from my small uh-huh. town that got cast because my mom told me, just keep smiling, smile the whole time. <laughs> and I got cast as the lead mouse in Cinderella. So then I kind of fell in love with acting as well. So acting right. and dancing kind of growing up. Yeah. Um, but as far as like getting into working in theater in Sioux Falls, for sure started as a choreographer. That's where it started. Um, and then from there went into directing. Um, and But I love, anytime I have an opportunity to perform, I love acting, I love dancing. So, um, yeah, I love all those, yeah, all those and, things. Yeah, and I've seen you in many things. Uh, and, of course, the dancing included. And so you are part of Lyra. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see, you are part of uh, DAPA. Yes. Okay. So when you talk about that, you're part of Good Night Theater Collective. Yes. Uh, you also have uh, done work with uh, the Premier Playhouse. Yes, I have. Okay. So, <laughs> wow, that's a, that's a lot right there. Uh-huh. Uh, that would keep you busy. And uh, so let's start with Good Night Theater because uh, next week mm-hmm. it will be another Good Night Theater production. And this one is Little Women. Yes. Classic tale. Mm-hmm. And it's being brought to the stage. Thank you to GNTC. And uh, what uh, are you doing in this production then? Well, in this show, I get to act. I'm so excited. Hey, there we go. We get to see you on stage again. (laughs) Yes, yes. I'm playing Meg March, the oldest of the March girls. So, yes, it's been fun to play a big sister because I'm a middle child. Okay. (laughs) So I've been envisioning my oldest sister. Oh, that's where the energy's coming from. What would Sarah do? So I've been thinking about her a lot as I've been playing Meg, but it's been a lot of fun to get back to acting for sure. What is it like uh, when you have to be in a role that is uh, so iconic? Uh, you know, because it's been done as a movie how many times and on stage and the musicals and everything. That's a lot um, because you still, as an actor, always want to make it your role. Right. How did you approach this one? Yeah, I mean, I think it helped to um, have read the book and been familiar with the story. And also, yes, I've seen so many of the film adaptations. So you come in already knowing like so much of the character of mm-hmm. of just the family and the story that they're trying to tell and how important family is to each of the characters as well. Um, so it was it was interesting because it's the first time I've actually played like a role that that is that that I knew that much coming in about right. if that makes sense that famous of a role. And so, um, but it was fun to like in that I think in rehearsals to. Um, just to get to play with how each of us as actors interpreted that, mm-hmm. um, brought our own kind of personalities to it. Um, so it was fun to, to figure out ways of making it our own still. And I think, like I said before, like thinking through, like, what would my sister do? <laughs> like trying to get in the head of an oldest so child. So if we don't know is... your older sister, we can uh, go to this show and go, hmm, oh. so that's what an older sister's like, huh? <laughs> yes, exactly. So it was fun to try to get into it, like into the headspace of, like, I'm so not used to being the one, like, the caretaker and in charge. And right. Meg is so, she's... She's the bossy older sister in a lot of ways, but just wants to take care of the her younger sisters. And so it was fun to like, yeah, to jump into that. And and it was really fun to see, too, how quickly the four of us sisters and Amy uh, Morrison, who plays Marmy, our oh, mom, um, just connected. We like we um, just felt so comfortable with each other right away. And that helps so much, too, in rehearsals. Well, to build you know, out. And, and that is a, a trademark of so many productions around here. The casting. Yep. It's just phenomenal, and especially in uh, Good Night Theater. Uh, it's always fun to watch. And uh, as you mentioned, you know, Amy Morrison's in there, and uh, there's a few newbies mm-hmm. uh, that are in as well. 
Uh, so how was it uh, in terms of uh, getting some of those people into the, the good night mode? Yeah. Well, what was fun is this is actually Lily um, Satterley who's playing Beth. It's her first good night show. But I actually knew Lily from USF. I used mm -hmm. to choreograph USF shows. Um, and um, so I've gotten so I knew her from then. So she was a student when I was working with USF. And so it was fun to like get to reconnect with her. I'm like, oh, Lily, yay! I already love you. So this is just <laughs> fun. Um, and so she's she's the newbie in the group um but this will be the first time i think seeing whitney in a musical she's been in some cabarets mm -hmm. um and so and i had worked with i'd choreographed her in cabarets before and so it was fun to like yeah just get to see her as an actress too she's oh she plays amy and is she's so so sweet and so funny and it has like yeah has brought the little girl character to life so well so yeah and uh, and Debbie, I've worked with so many times. So yeah, it was I've, I've played her older sister before, actually. So <laughs> so yeah, it was. So fun. as someone that's uh, been a choreographer, a director, and so forth, and then you go back to the acting part, mm -hmm. and you're going through rehearsals. Are you sitting there in your mind going, mm, I might do this a little differently, or uh, <laughs> it? Uh, I'm guessing though that uh, the way mm -hmm. that uh, directors here seem to work is that you have some freedom. Especially mm. when they know your talent level, correct? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Yeah, Rachel Payne is our director, and she's mm -hmm. doing a lovely, lovely job. And, yeah, I feel like she's really trusted us as actors um, to, yeah, to help to create our characters. But I've loved, um, I've loved you know, her direction for sure. Like, her, her ideas and the way she's helped us to think through things and um, just giving us the freedom to try different things as well in that. Um, there really hasn't been too many times where I'm like, oh, no, do it this way. Like, yeah, there hasn't been really Veto any, overriding. Yeah, exactly. Any really any of those moments, um, which has been wonderful. Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, she's been she's done a great job directing. And I've loved yeah getting to work with her and just hear her ideas. And um, yeah. So will a memoir of your acting career be called From a Mouse to Meg? There you go. Oh, I love it, Dave. That's great. From a mouse to Meg. Yes, that. there you go. <laughs> that's awesome. All right, so that's what's coming up. And, in uh, fact, uh, we will be there at the added show mm -hmm. of Wednesday night. Yes. Because we had tickets, because we're season ticket holders, we had the tickets to the Thursday night show. Well, then there's this uh, crotchety old character in a wheelchair that is in uh, Late Night Boomin'. Hmm. And they had to reschedule their show to uh, December 15th. Uh -huh. So, thankfully, they came up with this uh, show on the 14th yes. for us to attend. Otherwise, uh, it's going to be Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, mm -hmm. Saturday as well? Or just what, Wednesday, Thursday? It's Friday. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday at okay. the Pavilion. Oh, and then that's right. Yes, and then Saturday night, there's a dinner theater at, at Dada. Okay. And then a Sunday brunch show at Dada. Woo. I know. It's going to be a full weekend of yeah. shows, so it's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, But, you know, that's also a, a great tribute to a good night is that you have to add shows. Mm -hmm. uh, I recall, you know, we went to the first, very first cabaret, and it was like, okay, what's this going to be about? It's like, <laughs> wow, they're filling this up pretty good. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Bob was on uh, my podcast very early on, mm -hmm. and... And he was talking about it, and he says, we didn't know if we were even going to get 25 people. And then, you know, all of a sudden, the next show, they got to do two of them and so forth. Yep. And it's just so great to see that. And it's so great to see the growth of the, everything uh, that's happening. So let's move on and mm -hmm. talking about growth then. Let's talk about the youth. 
yeah. uh, with DAPA, you're involved in that too. Yes. And uh, along with Debbie Jones and so forth. And mm-hmm. uh, boy, I, I tell you what, I'm so impressed uh, with where that's growing to. Uh, 20 years ago, I was actually uh, one of the directors of Plays for Living. Oh, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, along with Sarah Crosby and, uh, mm-hmm. oh, Lee. Lee Shackelford. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but to see where that has moved on to now, to full productions. Yes. And the collaboration of having adults in mm-hmm. some of those as well. Yes. What has been your favorite part of being involved in that? Oof. That is like asking me to pick a favorite kid. Yeah. Okay, I don't know. <laughs> um, man, I just, yeah, DAP is my heart. I love DAP so much. I've been a part of it for, man, I think 10 years now. Wow. Um, and I think I just love seeing kids realize potential, like mm-hmm. getting to see them dream big and, um, yeah, get to take on challenging roles of like, oh, I don't know that I can dance that. I don't know that I can sing that. Or how do I play this character? And like getting them, getting to see them grow in that and mm-hmm. grow in that confidence and also just build relationships with each other. It's so fun to see just how well the students love each other and are for each other and are excited for each other and to have that kind of um yeah, just beautiful environment where kids can come and uh, just feel safe and, and free to try things and free to fail in that and um, know that they're going to be, um, yeah, just accepted in that group. And so, yeah, I love, I love, love, love DAPA. And what's great about that is, uh, you know, one of the things that gets talked about on this show often is the theater family mm-hmm. or the arts family and yep. so forth. Uh, and so they get that at a young age mm-hmm. and they can build on that and they will always have those memories and continue on. Yes. Uh, hopefully, you know, we'll see them in uh, TPP, GNTC, uh, OTDT and MCAP. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> I'm just going with all caps. I on love, them, everything yes. for now. Um, but, uh, you know, that, that, that part is wonderful. And the other thing, uh, you know, I know that when Sarah Crosby started this, um, she said that every kid in Sioux Falls is as talented as every kid in Los Angeles, Chicago, mm-hmm. or New York. They just haven't had the opportunities. Yep. And uh, the thing that I've uh, really begun to notice is, you know, uh, 25 years ago when I first met Sarah, um, if somebody majored in theater at USF mm-hmm. or Augie, yeah. they probably were going to have to go to a bigger city yep. to find employment in it. Now they can stay home. Mm-hmm. There's people that uh, that make a living in the arts and entertainment now mm-hmm. in this town, and it's so, so fun. How have you seen it uh, in the, the 10 years you've been involved in DAPA as well as outside of DAPA, the growth of arts and entertainment? What do you think of uh, everything that's going on? Yes. Well, I am one of those theater majors from USF. Um, and so, yes, I like when after I graduated, I didn't think I'd stay here um, at first because I had lived in New Orleans before actually mm-hmm. going to college, moved back, went to college. And I was like, oh, I'll leave again. I'll need, I need to be in a big city. Um, and then I just kind of slowly started to get connected um, with different people. Um, I got it was fun. I, I choreographed at Old Town. Okay. And that's how I met Roseanne. <laughs> and then Roseanne connected me with Bob. And that's right. how I got into DAPA. Um, and so I started to make these connections. And um, and little by little, it's like, man, okay, there's more opportunities. Okay, now I can go back and start to work at the USF theater program. That's awesome. And, and starting to see, um, yeah, just those more opportunities, people being able to grow seasons and more theater companies popping up. And it's like, this is so cool to watch people 
um, kind of dream these things of like, well, we could do this, like um, seeing Debbie like monstrous coming up. Yeah. And um, like, so it's been just so fun to watch the growth of, of theater and just the opportunities to get to perform and for people who are passionate about different things, um, get to realize that, that, that Sioux Falls is now big enough for um, not only those ideas to come, but for the people then to fill them. Like there's the talent there as well mm -hmm. um, for those things to get to come to life and to thrive. And so it's been fun to watch the growth of that. And now it's like, oh man, if I moved anywhere else, I wouldn't get to do all the things I love. Like right. I love the size of Sioux Falls because I get to direct, choreograph, but also dance and act. Um, and that's a cool thing, you know, to get to have those connections built over years and yeah, the opportunity to do all those things. So. And, and then think of the venues that we now yeah. have, too. You know, who'd have thought that we'd be, uh, you know, seeing performances of all sorts in a place called the Icon? Yep. Uh, or uh, Full Circle Book Co-op. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and in terms of the music in town, mm -hmm. all the places that uh, have live music on yeah. weekends and so forth. It's just uh, amazing. Uh, what this town does provide yep. and uh, we're, we're glad that you decided to stay here instead of uh, going back to a bigger <laughs> city thank you very much we appreciate it because uh, first of all you happen to be a joy to watch mm. on stage uh, i was thinking of that uh, this past saturday night uh as part of lyra you were also part of yet another one that we hadn't mentioned it broadcast theater yes they're a little black uh, dress review mm -hmm. and lyra did a couple of numbers in there that were outstanding uh in fact i think one of them got a standing ovation <laughs> uh and the the thing that i noticed is you know because um i've always dealt with a weight issue so i'm not much of a dancer <laughs> but to know what physically goes into all of that mm -hmm. and then to see the fact that all four of you were smiling the entire time and it wasn't just a <laughs> hey, we have to smile because we're on stage. It was joy. Mm -hmm. You know, and when you look at that and see that, it's like, this is so great because not only are you being entertained, you're seeing high-class entertainment, you're seeing somebody's passion. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously, you know, you've got a, a passion for uh, arts in general, mm -hmm. uh, but to also, you know, in all these facets, especially of theater. And uh, what do you think is missing at this point? What, what's, what does Sioux Falls still need? Oh, man. That's a great question. Wow, I got in two this interview. Normally, <laughs> I only get in one. Um, what are we missing? Um, hmm. I don't know. That is a good question. That isn't something I've thought about. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to think about that okay. one, Dave. Well, we'll let you. Because that means you'd have to come back and answer it sometime, I like too, it. I'll on do a second that. episode. Okay. okay. You stumped me. <laughs> All right. So let's talk dance for a little bit then. Uh, Lyra, uh, we just mentioned, you know, uh, collaborated uh, this past mm -hmm. weekend. Uh, but uh, also, uh, so many things that go on with Lyra and all the offshoots of that. Mm -hmm. Your involvement has included what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. A whole separate resume there, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I've been dancing with Lyra now, I think, five seasons. Yeah, I think it's five. Um, and I've known Lisa and Raina the whole time mm -hmm. Lyra's existed. Um, and, uh, yeah, have just loved it. And I was like, okay, I got I to gotta audition. I got to be a part of this. I just miss dancing and getting to perform. And so I've been 
yeah, performing with them for five seasons. I've also the last couple of years have helped to MC as well, yeah. which has been kind of crazy to like help MC, then go put on a costume and then <laughs> dance and then come back out and tell them about the next dance. So, um, but I love that. Like I love, you know, it's a part of the, all the things that I love of being in, also being in front of people and hosting. Um, so yeah, so I've helped with Lyra. I've also choreographed for them. Um, I got to do that two years ago, which was a whole lot of fun um, to get to choreograph a piece for their for their summer show. Recall um, that. Yeah. Oh. And so it's been fun. I love I love Lisa and Reina and I oh. love just all the dancers in that group. They're so talented and um, they, they challenge me to get better, like to keep growing. I know I'm like in my 40s. And so I'm like, oh, keep working hard, keep working hard. You can keep doing these things, trying to keep up with the 20 year old dancers. But um, it's a good challenge. And I love that. So well, I, I turn 60 next week. So, yeah, <laughs> keeping up with the Joneses isn't yes. anything possible anymore. <laughs> uh, what does it take to be a good dancer? Because you said, you know, with all your dance experience, you're still learning, mm -hmm. being challenged. Yep. Yeah, I feel like that's such a, um, just a foundational part of dancing is that you just keep learning. You keep taking classes, you keep, because um, you, you have to keep your body, like your body's your instrument, right? So you have to keep it uh, working all the time <laughs> um, because like when you don't use it, you lose it for sure in dance. Like you lose that flexibility and that strength. And so I think, um, yeah, staying active and taking class and being challenged in that way and be willing to, like I love like, I'm not a hip hop dancer, but it's fun to like be challenged to like mm -hmm. try like hip hop and try different things. And so like that, I think for dancing is something that keeps it um, keeps it exciting too. like I love the challenge of like that, you know, you can always be growing in it. Um, so, yeah. So I think that staying active and taking class and and getting to work with different choreographers and dancers because you find inspiration in how other people work and how they choreograph and um, just after the Lyra show this year, I got to work with a new choreographer. Her name is Hannah Nichols, and she's actually from Sioux Falls, but now dances in London. And she said a piece on Lyra that I'm in, and it is a, you'll see it in the show this summer. <laughs> it is, uh, I think it's 17 minutes long, and Whoa. she challenged us um, in a lot of ways. It's a, such an interesting piece about, like, corn. And like South Dakota and growth and things like that. And so it's like a, such an interesting piece. And so like I had never done anything that really contemporary, contemporary before. Mm -hmm. And so it was a fun challenge to be like, okay, this is brand new for me. And I okay, I can do it. I can do it. Like, let's try this. So, um, yeah. So I love, I love Lyra and like they bring in different choreographers. And so just the challenge of learning something new. Well, I have no doubt that you will tackle it and, uh, and do quite well with it. What has been your most memorable moment of dance? Mm. Oh, man. Okay, this is tough. Ooh. Wow, Dave, you keep stumping me. Um, okay, so I, I think... I have the trifecta today. Yes, I think I, this is one that popped in my head. It was like the first thing that I got to choreograph for theater. Okay. And so when it was when I was still a student at USF, mm -hmm. and I got to choreograph... Um, for the musical Crazy For You, the 10-minute I Got Rhythm dance. Wow. And it, I mean, like, it's a beast. It's 10 minutes long, yeah. and it's, like, full crazy. Yeah, and so it's like, I got asked to choreograph it, and I was like, yes, this is amazing, you know? And so I think, like, for me, um, getting to see that on stage and, like, I, like, I could do this. Like, I can come up with dances, and it works, and everyone loved it, and and that, to me, like, 
I not only can I dance, but now I can start to create, mm-hmm. um, I think opened up a whole world for me. And so like that was such a cool, like that stands out as something that like kind of changed. Maybe I could well, do sure, this. Yeah. Maybe I could choreograph. Yeah, like this would be cool. Moment. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, do choreographers ever run out of ideas? <laughs> <laughs> yes, there are definitely times where I'm like mean, when you're filming uh, ten minutes or seventeen minutes, yes, like you mentioned earlier. Yes. <laughs> there, there are definitely times when, when yeah, things can stump me, and um, I might need to sit with it for a while for sure. <laughs> that definitely has happened. Yes, uh, we don't. Yeah. There's been times I'm like, oh boy, hopefully maybe in the moment. I don't know quite what I'm going to do, but maybe when I get there, I'll figure it out. Yeah, All there's right. been those moments for sure. Wonderful. So again, let's kind of go through the schedule. Next week, you've got uh, Good Night Theater Collective, yep. Little Women, that you're acting in. And mm-hmm. that starts on Wednesday, goes through Sunday. There's actually a show this coming Sunday in Canton. Oh, wow. Too. So, yep. So Ooh, this, this busy, Sunday busy, 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 at busy, busy. 4 in Canton is our first show. All righty. Yep, and then we'll move up to Sioux I Falls. I have not been there yet, but I've heard it's an outstanding I, venue. I haven't been there yet either, yeah. so I'm super excited to see it. Awesome. And then what's coming up after that for you? What else are you involved in? Yes, what's, what's kind of nice is my um, January, February is pretty open okay. because I've got a lot of prep to do. So I'm choreographing SpongeBob the Musical for DAPA this okay. spring, which I'm so excited about. <laughs> I love that musical. It's just such a happy musical. And Gee, Mr. Squidward. Exactly, right? <laughs> it's just so fun. Um, and then for Good Night, I am directing Company, um, and that's in May. So that will, I need to do a lot of kind of prep work in January, February. Hit. So, yeah, so it'll be, a, it'll be a busy spring, kind of start March. It'll be kind of a crazy three months, but yeah. All right. So that's Fantastic. What's coming up. Well, we're glad that you're busy because it's always good. Uh, so when you're not part of the arts and entertainment scene, what do you like to be entertained by? Mm. Man. I do love going to listen to live music. Mm-hmm. Yep. I really enjoy that. Um, I love. What am I entertained by? I mean, outside of like theater and dance things. Yeah. I mean, I like to go to those things, obviously. But yeah, I love I love live music. Um, hmm. I mean, I love to read. Is okay. that entertainment? <laughs> well, yes, it is. I go to the movies. I love going to the stories. Yes. The stories become movies uh-huh. or plays, yep. or plays become. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love going to the movies. I love the state theater. It's fun to go down there oh, wow. and see a show, and like especially like seeing shows like from my childhood. I'm like, man, yeah. <laughs> I haven't thought about that movie in forever. Yeah. So, well, my love's uh, favorite moment at the state was when we sat in there for the first time, and the movie starts, and you could hear everybody open their ears. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, time for any other hobbies? Oh man. Um, well, I spend a lot of time with my dog, okay. Goldberry. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's a hobby. I love to cook. I love to bake. Oh, go-to meal? Oh, man. Anything pasta. Okay. I, I love pasta. All right. And, and your premier baking? Ooh. I love to make, like... It's Christmas. Mm-hmm. I, I know. <laughs> well, well, that's kind of fun. So I love to make, like, authentic, like, British tea things. Because I, I have a Jane wow. Austen book club. And so actually right now I'm making... Uh, Christmas pudding, like in traditional, because you're supposed to let uh-huh. it sit for like three weeks before you wow. actually serve it, and you like feed it with brandy, like you pour a little brandy oh. in it every few days. I'm so I'm doing it on a, the authentic way this year for the first time. So I'm super <laughs> excited about it. So I love like that kind of like traditional like scones and crumpets yeah. and yeah. 
clotted oh, cream wow. and all those kind of Wonderful. yummy things. Yes. Well, Rebecca Merriman, thank you so much for taking time to be on the Dave Holly yes. Hour. It's been a pleasure to get to know you a little bit more and mm-hmm. to talk about everything that you do. And, uh, of course, to now have the thought that you will return as a guest to answer some more questions. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I right. love it. Thanks, Rebecca. You're very welcome. And we'll be back with more of the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Ladies, when it's time to give your nails some love, get that extra special treatment from Quality Nails on South Minnesota Avenue in Sioux Falls. Manicures and pedicures that look great and make you feel fantastic. Zaya and Tony provide professional care for your hands and feet, whether you just want the basics or an extra special look with added flair. Oh, and guys, it's okay to treat yourself too. Quality Nails. Call for an appointment. 605-334-1463. Dr. Perry Langston and Dr. Corey Tooney know excellence is in you. That's why they provide you with excellent care at XL Chiropractic. Improving your overall health in spirit, body, mind, and will. Get results the natural way. Arrange a consultation. 605-332-9235 or exochiros.com. Excellent care for excellent people. XL Chiropractic, located at 4309 South Racket Drive in Sioux Falls. For him, every day is a Holly Day. Here again, Dave Holly. Welcome back, everybody. Oh, yes, it is. It's always a pleasure to talk Sioux Empire Arts and Entertainment. That's what we're here for. And uh, joining us now is a man that, well, I would say needs no introduction, but I haven't had him on the show yet in three years, despite the fact that he was on that original list. But you got to wait for the timing to be right and so forth. Uh, He is a local actor. He is an author. And he's just a darn good guy. Tom Roberts, how are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, great to have you. And the reason we have you is the fact that uh, you are getting ready to be Scrooge once again for A Christmas Carol. That's right. At the Premier Playhouse. And, um, you know, for a nice guy to go into a role like that, is it fun? Oh, it's challenging. it's, It's all of the above. It's both fun and a whole lot of work. Yeah. Uh, but uh, we're having just a wonderful time. We have such a great cast. There's a lot of young people in this cast with a lot of energy and enthusiasm. It's uh, sometimes hard for me to keep up, let mm-hmm. me tell you. Well, I know that uh, last year, the first year that they had it here, mm-hmm. and now it's going to be, at least the, the premise is that it will be a yearly event now right? Uh, for TPP. And so you knew it was coming up again. And did you want to play Scrooge again? I or, did. Or was it, uh, hey, you did such a great job? Because uh, we saw it last year and you <laughs> were absolutely amazing. Well, thank you. Uh, I did want to play it again, but I had to think hard about it because it is so much work. There's mm-hmm. a lot of physicality that goes into it. And a lot of, it's a big time commitment, too. I mean, True. We start back at the... Uh, early part of October, and uh, there's a lot of rehearsals because it's uh, there's uh, there's a lot of moving parts to a show like this, and a lot of people. And then I, I give our uh, director Larry Etten a lot of credit because it's like I, sometimes it's like herding cats, <laughs> you know, um, you know, all these different people with their schedules and uh, timelines and things like that, trying to make it all work, trying to get everybody there at the same time to work through scenes and things like that and the timing but he does it and he does a fantastic job at it 
All right. So with it uh, having been a year ago, how many of the lines did you remember? You know, I, I actually did pretty good. Uh, it's uh, I, I didn't have so much difficulty with the lines as just kind of the uh, the tempo, the uh, how to make everything connect. Mm-hmm. And uh, what has really helped tremendously this year uh, that we didn't have the advantage last year is having the set to True. actually rehearse on. Last year, we just had little tape marks uh, on a warehouse floor, and uh, we didn't ha- have an actual set to work on except for maybe a few days before the performance. But this year, we had a good portion of the set, not all of it, but a good portion of it to rehearse on, and that helps tremendously mm-hmm. just to get that mind and body memory of where you're supposed to be at whatever time you're supposed to be there. What got you into acting? You know, I was a, a shy farm boy, and I was kind of introduced to theater in uh, middle school, and I thought, mm, this is fascinating. Uh, I, I, not, not because of ego, I was just intrigued at uh, the pe- behavior of people, kind of studying people. And then when I got into high school, I had uh, uh, the advantage of having a really good teacher who was very encouraging and uh, had a way of uh, helping me to look at things from a lot of different perspectives, not from just, you know, saying your lines up there, but thinking about how people perceive Mm -hmm. you and how what you're saying uh, resonates with people and trying to listen to yourself and thinking about all of those different aspects. And I guess as time went on, I became more and more intrigued with people's behavior, why they say and do the things they do, and how I can use that in my performances, whether it's on the stage, whether it's as a storyteller, or even if I'm writing a story, I, I go through that same process and think about all of those different aspects. So I got you to Ebenezer Scrooge. Well, what, uh, what, what uh, reference did you put in for that? Uh, he's a, one of my favorite characters. Uh, you know, I grew up uh, with the inspiration uh, coming from one of my favorite all-time Christmas stories is How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and so, you know, anybody who knows that story knows there's, uh, there's a lot of similarities between the Grinch mm-hmm. and old Scrooge. And uh, there's something about uh, that transformation of a heart like that in a story like that that... Uh, touches me and I think it touches a lot of people it intrigues me of how how that transformation works and I like the creativity of being a part of that process well your creativity definitely came through seeing it last year (laughs) when that transformation does take place uh because and you've talked already about physicality um I've never seen somebody get so excited when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there going, uh, okay, I, I know how old I am, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure Tom and I are of the same oh. ilk. Uh, and it's like, wow. I tell you. I how really, many times I, did you have to rehearse that yeah. little? I have to push to... hard because, you know, at that point, I'm really spent, <laughs> uh, I, you know, the, the you know, I'm on stage for a good Nearly three hours, yeah. you know, and I don't leave the stage during that whole time. And uh, and so uh, throughout that whole period of time, I have to be con- continually focused at all times. 
And I get finally get to that point, and I, I just have to push uh, to get that energy up because if I don't, I'm not going to have anything uh, to show anybody. And so I do have fun. It's kind of my release at that point there, and uh, hopefully it plays well to the audience. Yeah, it's a fantastic show, so we look forward to seeing it again. Uh, I believe uh, my love and I are going to be on the 30th. Oh, wonderful. Yeah, we'll, we'll be yeah. for that uh, presentation. Yeah, we have a little different timeline yeah. this year, starting December 17th and running through the 30th yeah. this year. So it goes, you know, right up to Christmas and then beyond it, yeah. too. So that'll be all good, though, because I think there'll be a lot of people home for the holidays. True. Well, maybe you want to, to have a little fun family experience because it is, you know, it really is a great show for the entire family true. that people can feel good about bringing their kids to. Yeah, and uh, I know that that is one of the things that, uh, you know, they wanted to be able to use that as uh, part of it that, you know, hey, uh, people are together, families are together, here's your opportunity to come see a a great high-quality production. Now, you have been around uh, this town for a while uh, as an actor, as an author, and so forth. Um, How have you seen it uh, in terms of the growth of theater and entertainment and arts in general here? You know, uh, in theater in particular, uh, I've, I've seen the, the roller coaster ride mm-hmm. uh, of theater, as it does, I think, in a lot of places uh, around the country, perhaps around the, the world. I don't know. Uh, but I kind of entered this uh, theater community back in 1979. Larry Etten was <laughs> one of my very first directors, in fact, uh, and Annie Zabel from the Annie right. Zabel exactly. Theater. She was in the very first production I was in uh-huh. uh, here. And uh, at that time, uh, I remember coming into it and hearing of the golden era of theater when we had the, the likes of Annie Zabel and Ray Loftusness and, and so many uh, other, I'm sure, names that people would recognize from over the years that have done classic shows, the theater. And uh, we were kind of coming into it as the young people are now mm-hmm. and uh, just trying to make uh, our mark in the, in the world of theater here in Sioux Falls. That time, it was just, um, just a, a pastime for a lot of people. But then we saw it grow, I think, in the 80s and early 90s. And then we kind of cycled through. We had some difficult bumps in the road mm-hmm. there. Uh, and then... Uh, Things kind of changed up, and then it came back around again, and it's continuing to grow, I think, now. Now we see so many um, theaters popping up, you know, out to the Worthing Dinner Theater. Mm-hmm. We've got the Course in Mighty Fine Arts players out there. We've got uh, the strong uh, college theater productions Very. going on, and uh, more and more we're seeing all kinds of... Uh, arts in many different uh, capacities uh, coming to the forefront here in Sioux Falls, which is a wonderful thing. I think it's important for us to have that kind of, uh, of uh, value that the city needs to, to connect with and share. It, it, uh, I, I just like to think of it, especially like even the past 10 years, Yeah, what's taken place. You know, all the new venues that there are that are available right. uh, for people to hold shows, uh, you know, from a, a, a full circle book club uh, to, you know, uh, 
people performing at the Icon. Yeah. And all the different options that are available, breweries and so forth. And uh, both for, uh, you know, uh, the performing arts uh, in terms of theater, uh, poetry, music. People and performing online. True. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and that had to be done for a while. Yeah. Uh, with the pandemic. Yeah. That is correct pronunciation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so what what uh, do you like about getting into a role? You know, we talked about Scrooge a little bit already, but, you know, yeah, it's you, you've played a lot of different things. It's, uh, you know, it's like a puzzle. I love puzzles and trying to kind of make that role my own and bring it to life and trying to figure out how that all connects not only with the, the storyline but with all the other characters uh i'm a, i'm an actor who likes uh, business i i love business on stage filling my moments with whatever that might be fidgeting you know uh i i always have to have some kind of purpose behind what what i'm doing where i'm at and what i'm saying and uh, i like figuring that out and uh, I think that's what I enjoy the most about those kinds of things listening is a big key in acting isn't it it really is yeah, yeah it, really staying not, focused you know not just for the cue that now it's your mm -hmm. line but actually listening as to what they are saying as as their uh, character exactly you know I hear a lot of actors who, who say I've got so many lines I, I'm always trying to think of what my next line is and mm -hmm. uh, and I always try to tell them you know you should never think about your lines ever think about your your lines should just come naturally by that time it should be physical memory and whatever is happening it's like oh yeah that's just a natural thing that you're going to say at that moment there uh, but it takes a while to kind of get into that frame of mind understanding that and uh, and practicing Lots and lots <laughs> and lots of practice. <laughs> so you, you said it started back in October for um, A Christmas Carol. So how much, because we already talked about the fact that, you know, you were able to remember quite a few lines from mm -hmm. last year and so forth. But on a, on a typical show, uh, you're talking about this practice, practice, practice. Um, what kind of regiment do you go through for learning the lines? You know, uh, some of my best practice uh, is in my vehicle when I'm driving mm -hmm. to and from work um, and uh, at the rehearsal uh, practice uh, itself. Um, again, having that physicality to move from point A to point B, and this is what I say, uh, if I can do that a few times, I can kind of imprint that and set that uh, in my memory. That really helps me tremendously to do that and just yeah just being uh, willing to go over it and over it and over it and approach it as many different ways you can to make make sense out of it and bring it to life have some fun with it use your voice in some different ways and see uh see what you can bring to life all right uh, a seasoned actor such as yourself larry etten was your first director and yeah. he's the director that you're working with right now mm -hmm. How much freedom does he give you? You know, uh, he's he's pretty good about that. You know, the, the thing is with Larry, if anybody, if anybody who knows Larry, he is very um, detail-oriented. Mm -hmm. He, uh, you, you know, when you w uh, work on a production with Larry, he has thought everything out. Everything. Not just the direction, not just your blocking, uh, but lines and why you're saying your lines, why you're moving the way you're moving. 
And it's not just you. It's the way that what you're doing affects everybody else and affects the storyline, affects the, the look of the show. And, but saying that, uh, he is always very open to uh, allowing us to, um, you know, try things out. And I do. Mm-hmm. And I do. And sometimes I try too much stuff. <laughs> and what I appreciate, appreciate about Larry is he'll tell me. I can always count on him to say, yeah, you know, Tom, that doesn't quite work. Try something else. And I, I trust that because, you know, when you're up on stage, you can't see yourself. You mm-hmm. don't can't hear yourself. And so you got to really trust that other uh, point of view out there. And that's why he's the director. That's what he's there for. And so... Uh, I'm grateful. I trust him to be able to to do that for me. All right. Uh, So Ebenezer Scrooge sees different ghosts, uh, past, present, future, uh, all of that and so forth. Which one scares Tom Roberts? Which one scares me the most? I suppose uh, the ghost of Christmas future. I think it would scare most people, you know. What what's out there? What's what's coming up? You know, mm-hmm. but uh, I've given a lot of thought to what transforms Scrooge, and I don't think it's the ghosts. The ghosts are simply a vehicle. Uh, what in this particular production, I think, what transforms Scrooge the most is watching the family of Bob Cratchit. And watching that interaction that he never had, you know, he had a tough uh, time of it growing up and he let that define who he became. But now he watches and listens in because the ghost helped him do that. This family of Bob Cratchit, who is poor, they've got a sickly child and yet they are so full of optimism and support of each other. And I think that's what really uh, takes him off guard, really something that really resonates with him and uh, affects him the most. All right. And uh, you will be playing that part again this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, A Christmas Carol at the Premier Playhouse starts on the 17th, runs through the 30th this year. So make sure you get your tickets. Better yet, just become a season ticket holder. It's so much easier. Uh, but uh, let's move on then and talk about uh, so many other things that you do. Uh, another book that you've written? Yes. I just launched a brand new book this fall called Christmas Reflections. It's, um, it's a bit of a departure from my other Christmas books that I've written in that it's not just a single story. It's actually 12 Okay. A collection, an anthology, Mm -hmm. if you will, uh, short stories that I've written over the years for different events. And I thought it was time to kind of put them all together and present it as something that people can use as perhaps a personal devotional or maybe for Advent readings or something to read before opening presents. You know, I have a, a lot of people that come up to me during my book signings and say that that's what they do. And that's so gratifying. They use my books because there's just little short stories, almost like parables, that they can read to their family uh, just to keep Christmas in perspective before opening their presents. Out of those 12, is there one that uh, you suggest being the first to read? Well, uh, the very first one that uh, we launched that whole Christmas book project as a benefit for Children's Home 20 years ago, Twas the Night Before mm-hmm. Christ, uh, is always a great beginner. Um, you know, I wrote that 
when I was stranded in a blizzard way back when. And uh, I, uh, I, I've had so many people say they still read that one. They've used it for uh, their kids' Christmas programs at church. Or they, they give it as a gift for uh, babies that are born and things like that as kind of a starter Christmas book. Uh, I can't tell you how good that makes me feel that people are are, uh, using my books like that. And so 12 stories now, and where can we find this? Well, uh, you can, of course, find it uh, online at uh, Children's Homes website, which is chssd.org slash books. You can purchase it there and have it shipped to you. Or here in Sioux Falls, uh, there are several retail locations. We've got them at Barnes & Noble. We've got them at Crossroads. We have them at Nyberg's Ace, believe it or not, at the hardware store. They carry our our newest book there. They've always been long-time supporters. They are the really good people. Kidtopia, Child's Play. Now, if you're out in the Black Hills, of course, you can catch it out uh, at Found by the Weathered Vane. Up in Aberdeen, Watertown, uh, uh, Blessings, Big and uh, Small in the malls there. They carry it as well. You know, we just got so many wonderful people who are supportive of the mission and the project. And it's just a great gift for a great cause. Speaking of great gifts for a great cause, uh, you mentioned it. uh, And the fact uh, that is, you know, the place that you are employed, Mm -hmm. uh, Children's Home. and. You were telling me that uh, there's two big gift-giving projects that are going on right now that take a little work. Uh, tell us That's about That's right. We've got a lot of activity going on there right now with uh, what we call the Georgetown uh, Project and the, the North Pole Project. And uh, these, are, um, these are projects where uh, gifts are collected, uh, many of them from volunteers. The Georgetown are gifts uh, that the kids will get to pick out to give to families and friends. And then the North Pole is the gifts that we, we collect from uh, volunteers, businesses, and supporters from all throughout the area uh, that will be given to the kids at Christmas time. Fantastic. And how can the people help out with that? You know, uh, all you do need to do is get online and check us out, uh, out on our website to find out how you can get involved. Uh, or uh, give us a call. You know, another uh, wonderful way that people can get involved is through the uh, uh, Children's Home Shelter for Family Safety, formerly known as Children's Inn. Yeah, yeah. They're part of our organization as well. And right now they have their uh, their Christmas gift wrap booth out of the mall. And yeah, I remember uh, a really crazy commercial from some. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, but, you know, they, I think um, during the course of the season, they use about 900-some volunteers wow. uh, that help out with wrapping gifts yeah. out there. And the money they collect will all go to help those kids and families that they serve. Wonderful stuff, no yeah. doubt about it. But you always do wonderful stuff. Uh, I'm going to ask you a favor. I, I know you don't have the book in front of you and, and so forth, but uh, can we hear just a little bit of The Grinch? Of the Grinch? The Grinch. Oh, let's see if I can do that. Every who down in Whoville liked Christmas a lot. Oh, but the Grinch, who lived just north of Whoville, did not. 
The Grinch hated Christmas the whole Christmas season. Now, please don't ask why. No one quite knows the reason. It could be his head wasn't screwed on just right. It could be, perhaps, that his shoes were too tight. Oh, but the most likely reason of all was that the Grinch's heart was two sizes too small. Wow, fantastic. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for spending some time with us. A couple of questions I always like My to pleasure. end with. Uh, when you're not involved uh, in the arts and entertainment uh, and you want to go take in some arts and entertainment, what do you enjoy? Well, I, of course, I always love the theater, at, uh, what the Premier Playhouse puts on there or at the the Worthing uh, Dinner Theater, I, I like that as well. I like to take in movies, of course, mm-hmm. a good uh, concert uh, in, in town as well. Um, and uh, once in a while, I like to take in a, a, maybe a comedian, a stand-up comedian. Awesome. Yeah. Time for other hobbies? Uh, I don't know what that would be. <laughs> I kind of figured that might be the answer. All right, my friend. Tom Roberts, thank you so much thank you. for spending some time with us. And we'll be back to wrap up the Dave Holly Hour in just a moment. Sure, they have darts, and you've heard me talk about how ruggedly handsome the trivia host is, but all caps fun never stops at the Sky Lounge and Tea. And fun is best had with your friends enjoying live entertainment, as in live and local. Yeah, the Sky Lounge believes in giving you the best bands, solo artists, and comedians from the area. The Neo Johnsons, Elizabeth Hunstead, Skylar Volks, as well as many others. And a great staff will make sure you enjoy your fun at the Sky Lounge in T South Dakota. 145 over 92. 180 over 111. I had a heart attack and a cardiac arrest and then a stroke. Your blood pressure numbers could change your life. Lowering your high blood pressure could save you from a heart attack or stroke. If you've stopped your treatment plan, restart it or talk to your doctor about creating one that works better for you. Start taking the right steps at manageyourbp.org. Now I'm, you know, trying to get better, stronger than ever. Brought to you by the American Heart Association, American Medical Association, and the Ad Council. I'm Dave Holly, and I'm a voice actor. Most of you recognize radio and television as places you'll hear what's commonly called a voiceover. But that's less than 20% of the business. Good chance you're in that 80% that needs a great voice for your business, organization, or special event. Adding audio to a website, well-articulated voice messages, or narrating training or promotional videos all make a positive impact. Make your impact. Connect with me, Dave Holly, on LinkedIn. From the Dipsy Doodle Studios at the world headquarters of Big D Entertainment, a 40-square-foot home studio in the middle of America, it's Dave Holly. Thanks again to my great guests, Rebecca Merriman and Tom Roberts. Thanks to the wonderful people at The Source, where we held this week's conversations. And, of course, thank you for listening, downloading, sharing, following in social media, and your overall support of this show. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, or just a, a program reminder, next week will be our final episode prior to the end of the year. There's a guy in a red suit that's a little bit busy. By the way, if you haven't so far, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, which automatically gets you entered for Pizza with a Podcaster. For all 159 episodes, go online, DaveHollyHour.com. As the Sioux Falls Arts Council says, together we art. 
as Arts South Dakota says, home is where the art is, and as I like to say, put some art in your heart. Remember, I'm Dave Holly, and for me, every day is a holiday. The Dave Holly Hour has been brought to you by Posh Boutique, The Sky in Tea, XL Chiropractic, Quality Nails, Jesse Moffat Entertainment, and Sonny's Pizzeria. If you would like to contribute to the continued success of this podcast, simply buy Dave a cup of coffee. Go to DaveHollyHour.com and look for a coffee cup icon in the lower left. Don't forget to stay up to date on the show on Twitter and Instagram. Follow the Dave Holly Hour on Facebook and you'll be automatically entered in our Pizza with a Podcaster contest. The Dave Holly Hour is produced in the Dipsy Doodle Studios by Big D Entertainment. Thanks for listening.